the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning and a happy Father's Day. As we must remember Mother's Day, we also must remember Father's Day. This is one of those days, um, in many ways, of uh, a joy that, that cannot be contained just by sitting in your seat. Um, it's, 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 there's almost a giddiness that's there about the day of Pentecost. It's, it's rather, in some ways, like uh, the Feast of the Resurrection. Um, and, and there's this other component that everybody who comes into the room uh, hears the gospel preached in their own language. Um, and, and that's why there's, there's such a, a, and here again, forgive the word giddiness, but that we have there on, on uh, Pascha, when we stand up here and we say things like, Cristo ame fufuka, just in case there's somebody in the crowd from uh, 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 Uganda or Kenya. And, and if they were there, they would respond, Kwaili ame fufuka. And, and, and if there was um, uh, uh, someone who just come in from Arizona or New Mexico, one of the reservations, and we said, um, Krishna deyatsa. And, and he, he stood up and he went, Eona deyatsa in Navajo. And, and every known language and every unknown language to us, the gospel is preached in every language. We see it clearly on Pascha. We see, we see it very clearly on Pentecost. So, People often say that today is the birthday of the church. Um, there are theologians that kind of quibble over that and place it at other places. But yet, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a lovely thought that today we might say, happy birthday, one holy Catholic and apostolic church. It is a day of great joy. It is a family day in a very real sense. It is one of those days where many are brought into the family, where the family extends beyond just our usual kin. And that's the beauty of those Paschal greetings. That's the beauty of the day of Pentecost, is that it is not just to the household of Israel. It is not just to our tribe, it is to all tribes that this message goes out. And so from time to time, we see a catechumen brought into the church, sometimes more often than others, into the family. And in that moment, the oil of chrism, that holy oil, is signed upon that person, on him or on her. It is signed on the brow, the eyes, the nostrils, the lips, the ears, the breasts, the hand, the feet, on the whole person. This is not just that your souls are getting saved, although indeed your souls are getting saved. You are getting saved as a whole human being when you are brought into communion with Christ. And as each one of those signs is placed onto the whole person, one part at a time, the words are spoken, the seal of the gift of the Holy Spirit. I mean, we can't even hear that without responding with this kind of a giddy response again, 
sealed. Every time it's invoked, we respond with that enthusiastic shout, sealed. We have an ecstasy, in a sense, in that moment. And our ecstasy in that moment is real. It is not just emotional. It is real. It is from the very bottom of our being, welling up, that we say sealed. We, together with the, initiate, with the initiate, we have become, and there is a great Greek word for this, enthusiasmos, that is to say, filled within by the very spirit of the living God. You know that word enthusiasm? It means you're entheosed that God's come in you and that, that, it's, that it's altered you. It's altered a whole lot about you. Not just how you feel, but everything about you when you become enthused, when God comes upon you. So, you want a personal relationship with the Lord in all his fullness? Well, here it is. Here is that personal relationship. This is not mere abstract, quote, quote, spirituality. You know that whole thing, I'm uh, spiritual but not religious? Uh, someone the other day said that's kind of like um, uh, uh, personal fitness without dieting and exercise. <laughs> to say you're spiritual but not religious. You know, it, 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 it means you haven't entered into the discipline, to the ascetic dimension of that thing. This is intimate. This is abiding. This is personal relationship. The Blessed Father Alexander Schmemann, uh, to whom we often turn for clarity in things, because he was always so clear, Father Alexander said of this, our personal Pentecost, that in it is bestowed on man not any particular gift or bundle of gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, we tend to see it sort of in those terms. Well, on that day I became more kindly. On that day I, 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 was, I became joyful. Or, or one or another of those gifts of the Holy Spirit. We receive in that moment, Father Alexander says, as gift, the Holy Spirit himself. Himself. All that we are receives what he is by grace in that moment. We receive him personally. And notice I used a pronoun there, him. We receive a person in that moment. Father Alexander goes on to say, we receive as gift him whom only Christ has by nature, the Holy Spirit, eternally bestowed by the Father on the Son. And I would ask, is it any wonder that we become a bit giddy in that moment sometimes? Observers of the church on the first day of Pentecost said that it looked as if they had had too much wine. Somebody looking in might say, what are all these people laughing in church about? What are they dancing and singing about in the middle of church? 
It is because they have received God here. This is our history, and this is today. For today is a moment in eternity historical. Forgive me if I play with words sometimes when it comes to things like history and eternity and moments and eternity. But this is a moment in the, the history of eternity. For today, in the eternal memory of the church, this seal is signed not on one or two or even on several thousand individual initiates, but on the entire body of the church. The seal of the gift of the Holy Spirit comes upon the entire body of the church today. Through all the ages, from then down to us and all those who may come after us, the entire body of the church. For as many has been baptized into Christ from all the nations have received a new white garment. And they received and were clothed in this new life that they might be sealed in it eternally. This is not something you put on on Sunday morning. This is not something you put on when you feel comfortable with it or when, uh, when everyone else is looking and you want to look spiritual. This is not that. This is something that you put on and do not take off because God put it on you. They received and were clothed in this new life. Again, Father Alexander explains, it is in order to receive this gift that man was created by God, prepared and made possible by baptism, which is thus fulfilled in it. Think of that. Think of it for a minute. This day, this Pentecost, is what you were created for in the first place. This Pentecost is what you were given natural old breath for, that you might receive the breath of the Holy Spirit. The very reason each of us was created is that we might live the rest of our life in this enthusiasmos, that we might live the rest of our life so enthused with the very full, real presence of the living God. And as our beloved father Lazarus Moore of blessed memory used to say, it is both gift and goal. He was very fond of saying these little antiphonal kind of things. It is both gift and goal. We receive a gift and it is also a goal. It is a goal and a gift that contains all we are becoming and will become. Everything you need for the Christian life gets given to you in that gifting, in that personal relationship. And again, um, you know, my evangelical and charismatic brothers have that one right. It is in the personal relationship with, with the Lord that you do receive everything you need. Now, I may have trouble understanding all of this with my brain, but the Holy Spirit, the fire we receive, that fire will warm our hearts and teach us the deep mystery. So the Holy Spirit, he who came to Israel by foretaste,
comes rushing at the church this day on the day of Pentecost with the sound of a mighty wind and fearful tongues of fire. I, I, I love the, uh, the red, the fire bursting out of the green. Don't, don't lose that this moment. The red bursts out of the green. Out of the newness that we have received, the fire bursts out. He who is in this fire, like he who was in the wind to the prophet, is not sent to bring us fear, but comfort and salvation. He fills us with his joy, if we will ask, and he lives in us. His fire will burn away our sin. And so in that sense, it is a little fearful thing, especially if you're holding on to your sin. But if you want to have it burned away, that fire has to burn. So he comes to us from the outside by water of baptism and the oil of chrismation. Once he is in us, he works unceasingly with us. Even when we are clueless, even when we are in our heedless state, when we're lying there supine on our beds, uh, unable to get up out of them, he is working upon us even in that moment. His breath animates us to live as Christian people. He gives us a voice and words to speak the important things of the heart. He is the treasury of everything we need. But if we want to hear his still, small voice, we must first to quiet our own very noisy voice. Those of us that have lots of noisy voices all the time, in our heads and in our hearts, we must still those. Saint Seraphim of Sarov said that we must first acquire the spirit of peace, and that if we do, a thousand around us will be saved. Do you want things to change in this world? Well, I certainly do. Can't watch the news, can't wake up in the morning without wanting everything to change. Something's got to change or we're in real trouble. Do you want things to change? Then acquire and live in the Holy Spirit of peace. It was prophesied that when the Spirit is poured out, we old men, me and Father Nicholas, Father John, we old men, we will see visions, and the young men among you will dream dreams. It is promised in between those two that the heart of the fathers will be turned toward the children and the heart of the children toward their fathers. What a thought for this day. We who are fathers on this Father's Day and we who are children must ever seek the fullness of the Holy Spirit if we are to have that gift of tongues that makes us better able to communicate with one another in love. Do you want better communication in your family? I do. Then we must acquire the Holy Spirit and he will teach us that language that we do not yet know, or that language that the skill of has been taken away from us. Because we need the presence of his work in our life,
That is why we pray morning and evening at all times. O heavenly King, O comforter, the spirit of truth, who art in all places and fillest all things, the treasury of good things and the giver of life, come and abide in us, cleanse us of every stain, and save our souls, O gracious Lord. And when he comes, and he will come, and we may have confidence that he will come when we ask him to come to us, we can have confidence because the Lord Jesus himself promised that he would. When the Lord left to ascend, he said, I promise you the comforter. The Lord promised it, it'll happen. How should we greet him today when he comes? We even dress a little differently today. We wear this bright green, it's kind of cool. You know, there's a certain joy that's there even in the very color of it. There is a beauty in the wearing of the green that celebrates him and the joy of the new life that he brings. To all the world today we might preach, you want a green energy source? You want a real Green New Deal? Well, his power, his power is sustainable, renewable, burns clean, it's safe, and it's offered free for the asking. Call on him today and he will hear you and he will answer you. And may his personal work in each of us bring us to a completeness of our salvation in the kingdom of God. Come, Holy Spirit, abide in us to the glory of God the Father.